Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Lighthouse Faith Podcast, moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. You know, I have a poster on my wall of the movie Courageous. Um, it is hard to believe that the movie is now about 10 years old. It was produced by filmmaking duo, the Kendrick Brothers, Alex and Stephen. Their whole story is unique of how their faith propelled them to make movies that would glorify God. Alex directed and co-wrote the movies over Alex actually directed and co-wrote the movies Overcomer, War Room, Courageous, Fireproof, Facing the Giants, and Flywheel, all of my favorites. Um, and Stephen co-wrote them as well. Um, the theme of so many of these films has been about, has been about fathers, uh, the need for a good father, and how so many of our own fathers have fallen short of perfection. But the most important lesson learned is that we all have a heavenly father who we must look to uh, beyond our earthly fathers for the real love and acceptance and blessings that we yearn for. Now, the Kendricks have, have done a great job in illustrating uh, that need with a documentary that's soon to be out called uh, Show Me the Father. And you'll need a couple of tissues. That's just a spoiler alert that I did. Um, <laughs> believe me. The Kendrick Brothers have two films releasing um, on top of uh, Show Me the Father. Courageous Legacy is a remastered film with added scenes to mark the film's 10th anniversary. And the Kendrick Brothers uh, Show Me the Father, which I was just talking about, their first feature-length documentary for which um, he served um, as an executive producer and co-writer. Um, and I just want just, just a little bit about a father's love. I had a great father. Um, he died um, 25 years ago, but I just think back about how he was so wonderful and loving and kind and um, and just strong to be there for me. And I always knew that he was there for me. And I think that's why God to me is this strong and loving presence because of my earthly father. Um, and I see that in my my brothers, how they are the same way. And that's the legacy of fatherhood. Um, that you can bring, that, that, that men can bring to their children. Um, our father's love or need for it, it really is the seminal need we have. It, it is the desire that po- propels all other desires. I really believe that. And it's so foundational, we don't even realize how powerful it is. Alex and Stephen Kendrick do. Um, they join me now because they have, they have really crystallized this idea about fatherhood, about what it is, what it should be, um, and what we can hope in it. Um, Steve and Alex, uh, thank you so much for being here um, on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Uh, thank you. It's great. Yeah, great to talk to you again, Lauren. Well, it is. I, I know we're not in the same room, but I can imagine because I know what you look like. Um, and um, I just imagined the beards, you know, because you have such great <laughs> beards. Um, you are accurate. <laughs> um, tell me about... Um, Show me the father. Show me. Tell me about the documentary because this is your first documentary, and it's almost like you know you were doing all these movies about fathers. You know, let's really do the true stories behind some of these ideas about fatherhood. But tell me how this came about. 
we had finished working on the movie Overcomer about three years ago, began praying about what would be next. Stephen uh, came to me and said, Alex, uh, I want to do a documentary on fatherhood. I want to talk about true stories that point to God as the perfect father. We began praying about those stories, came up with 17 true stories that we found so powerful, had to narrow those down to five for a 90 minute documentary. And these five are just unbelievable. Uh, when we showed this documentary to pre-screening audiences, they gasped. There were, there were audible gasps halfway through the movie as people began looking at some of the true life twists and turns, the emotion that was involved. Yeah. These five stories come from various vantage points, some having a great father, some that did not have a father at all, some uh, one uh, with an adoptive father and one with a father that was not good and he had to grow to forgive. So we wanted to tell these stories so that people could relate to one or more of these uh, powerful stories. But at the end, all of them point toward hope, healing, and a relationship with God the Father. And the movie turned out, I'm going to be honest, the movie turned out stronger than I expected. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait for audiences to see, to see this. Yeah, there's a twist in this documentary. And I know people don't understand twists in documentaries because it's usually about, you know, a twist in some kind of um, fictional story. But there is a twist in this that I did not see coming. And when it happened, I went, whoa. Um, were, and is that what you're going for? Well, we were just grateful uh, to stumble upon that story uh, because we didn't know about it and we were blown away by it. And uh, it's crazy because the feature films that we produced have really uh, educated the production of this documentary because we wanted it to feel cinematic. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be an emotional journey. And there's highs and lows, just like in our feature films and like in Courageous, that you feel in Show Me the Father. But people at the end of the screenings have felt loved by God. You know, th there was actually a security worker at a screening in Alabama, and uh, she was just there hired to make sure nobody's going to pirate the movie yeah. at this screening. She got so caught up in Show Me the Father at the end she said, I'm, I'm healing now. I'm ready to trust God now with my life because my dad had shot me with a gun yeah. when I was a kid. Literally oh my gosh. Went to jail and I've hated him and been so dealing with my own identity issues and crisis because fathers are answering the questions either directly or indirectly with their children as to whether, you know, kids want to know, am I loved? Am I lovable? Uh, am I going to be successful in the future? And dad should be affirming, blessing, encouraging their kids. But too often, we don't hear that affirmation. So many men have never heard their dads tell them that he loves them. And it really misrepresents the fatherhood of God because we're all longing for that fatherly love. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that's happened in our culture today is that we're sort of, you know, demasculating men. And we're you know, so much of, you know, the sort of liberal worldview is that, you know, women and men are interchangeable. What is it about fathers that's so important in a child's life? Well, the word father itself can't, comes from the root word that means creator, source, founder, chief, and provider. Those are the root words that we end up uh, formulating the word father from. And who's been doing that all along? God has been doing that all along for us. He has 
been our creator, our source, our provider, you know, the one that, that uh, teaches us and shows us. And when men reflect those characteristics well to their kids, then their kids have a better view of what God must be like. When we do not do it well, it leaves these holes, these question marks, uh, and, and, and warps our view of God. When you have a distant father who's not engaged in your life, you tend to believe God is distant. If you have a dad that's near and invested in your life and loves you, it's easier for you to believe that God wants to be near and to love you. And so um, men that don't accept this role or have a good picture of what it even looks like, if they had a poor example as a father, it's harder for them. But the hope is those things can change. Yes, there are hurdles to get past if you had a poor example of a father, but we've seen so many men to step up and say, God, help me be the father that I'm supposed to be, to love the way I'm supposed to love, love my spouse, love my kids. And we see generational changes that are now blessed when before it was as if they were cursed. And so uh, that that's what we want to do with this film. Show them a picture of what it could look like, even out of damage and emotional scarring. What could it look like with healing? And, and what does God want to do in your life? And uh, the, the, the response has been incredible. You know, one of the statistics, well, several st- statistics you give in the documentary is what happens to children when they don't have fathers in their life or who are, um, who they have dysfunctional relationships with. What is it read off some of these statistics about what happens when a father is not present in a child's life? Uh, they're two times more likely to drop out of school, seven times more likely to become a, a teen parent. Uh, they're dramatically more likely to be depressed, end up on drugs, end up in a gang, end up dropping out of school. Uh, and the majority of the prison population, uh, the one common denominator is not race or poverty, it is fatherlessness. Mm. And just from a secular perspective, those statistics all shine back to this pivotal role being absolutely necessary. And we in no way undervalue or, <clears throat> or dishonor women. We believe that moms and dads are like two wings on an airplane. You got to have both of them <laughs> balancing each other out. But what happens is in this leadership role, when a dad disconnects from his kids, it's like a bus driver jumping off the bus and, uh, and then leaving the family potentially in a ditch or a crisis. And we see that happen, happening throughout the culture. So too often moms are reaching over, having to grab the steering wheel and rescue the family. And, uh, she, but she was never intended by God to, to bear the weight of both roles of being a mom and a dad for her children. So we thank God for moms and all that they're doing. But when dads learn how vital their role is and they step up into that role, it will be one of the greatest pleasures and joys of their lives to be able to be the hero for their children and to begin to provide and protect them and ultimately represent God to their kids. You know, what's really disheartening is what's happening in the black community, um, that at least 70 percent of, of African-American children are born out of wedlock and, and hence without fathers present in their lives. And one of the things I noticed about the documentary, very much heavily um, uh, leading on uh, African-American males who are in the NFL or who have sports in their background. Um, is this just where they gravitate because they have a talent and then the coach, in a sense, becomes a surrogate father for them? 
right? You know, the, these guys are looking for a father figure to love them. And so what happens, and this is really true across the spectrum, when we have a father who loves us, we will listen to him. We will want to emulate him. If there's no one in that role saying, I love you, we're going to find at least some representation of that love from somewhere. And that's where a lot of people growing up will, will gravitate toward a gang or some group of individuals that may not be healthy for us. We're looking for acceptance and value somewhere. And so when a father loves his kids, they will listen to him. If he does not show love to him, even if he corrects them and he's right about something, if their hearts close to him, they are less likely to listen to him. So you have all these guys that are looking for validation, affirmation. And if it's in the world of sports, and sometimes that's the avenue they find affirmation in, of course, and then you have a coach that pours into them, they, they by default become like a father figure. And if they're a good coach and a good man, yeah. what a blessing that can be. And so in, in showing the father, we have a couple of stories where you have a man that was a good man, a good coach, that was like a father figure to these players, and in many regards helped steer them in a new direction of life that was helpful and beneficial and honoring. And um, yeah, so men, even uh, surrogates, if you will, or, or coaches, someone they can step in as that man that speaks like a father into their life can still do a world of good. You know, Stephen, one of the things you talk about um, is adoption as another aspect of um, f- of God, that we can all be adopted as his children. But you have your own adoption story uh, with your daughter in the process. Um, her name is Mia, and you share the story. Can you share the story a little bit? Sure. Uh, when we were working on the movie Courageous, uh, unexpectedly, God spoke to me on an airplane as I was <laughs> reading the scriptures about adoption. And uh, I, we already had four biological children at home. Well, I found out my wife had been praying for me for years that God would open my heart concerning adoption. Uh, but she didn't want to be like uh, Sarah telling Abraham to run off to Hagar somewhere. She <laughs> said, I want this to be of God, not of me. And so we started going through the adoption process. And two years later, uh, they started sending referrals, you know, which is a picture of a child and their information yeah. asking, do you want to adopt this child? Well, I had no peace about these, the first four children. They were precious, but it was like I, there was something wrong. Something wasn't right. And the fifth referral was a young lady who, uh, two years old, she had a worse medical condition than the others, it had half of her heart not working. Mm. And it says that she was born on Valentine's Day. And my wife said she was born on Valentine's Day with a broken heart. And so I, uh, we both had a piece about her. We moved forward with the adoption. And then a few months later, my wife came to me and she said, when did God speak to you on that airplane about adoption? And I, I couldn't remember. So I went back and I opened up my Bible and there it was that verse. And it said 214, 2011, the day he was born. The day she was more born was the day God on the other side of the world told me, I want you to go adopt. Wow. You know, that's a God thing. <laughs> this is, you can't make exactly. that up. You can't arrange that. You know, well, the, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up because there was this awesome sense that God was in this whole process. He was in helping me to turn down the first four referrals. But through her adoption, we saw her identity completely change. She went from being this fearful, unwanted burden in a communist country to being a beloved, joyful blessing in a Christian home. 
And, uh, and it just really opened my eyes to what the Bible says in Ephesians about our spiritual lives, that we go from having no hope in this world uh, with the indebtedness of our own sin. And when a person places their faith in Christ, Ephesians chapter one says that God adopts you into his family and you become his beloved child. And Jesus's death then pays your spiritual debts. And you now have access to his throne and his heart in prayer and one day to be with him in home at home in heaven. It's just an amazing parallel because the word adoption is used in the Bible describing God's heart for us. Wow. Wow. Uh, We're going to take a break right now on uh, Lighthouse Faith podcast. And we'll be back with the Kendrick brothers talking about their two new movies, Show Me the Father and Courageous Legacy. We'll be right back. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. And we're back with the Kendrick Brothers, the filmmaking duo. They've got um, a couple of new movies out. Show Me the Father, which is their first documentary. And then Courageous Legacy. Now, before we get to either one of those, I want you... Both of these are about fathers, but I want to know the influence from your own father. How large was that, and what 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 parameters were involved here? Well, our dad had to overcome a lot of low self-esteem because his father was not very present in his life, nor was he very affirming. He struggled with alcoholism, and so um, our dad had to overcome a lot of uh, fear and, and feelings of, of worthlessness, And when he became a Christian in his 20s, he realized that God did love him, still struggled with a little bit of low self-esteem. So it was hard to work that through over the years, but he eventually did. Um, Our dad came down with multiple sclerosis Mm. when he was in his 40s and he lost his ability to walk. And then later some of, you know, your, your normal functions. And um, and but he through that, even fighting through depression, Uh, found that God loved him and that he could still be faithful and he could still be fruitful in his life. He started a Christian school after that, that's still going to this day after 25 years, hundreds of students going through there and graduating. So when we saw that, we saw it's possible wherever you are to get up and go forward as fast as you can, no matter what what uh, damage has been done. If you fall on your face, get back up and go forward as fast as you can, relying on the Lord. And so when we saw him start a Christian school pretty much from scratch, we said, well, we can start a movie ministry from scratch. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so he prayed over us. He blessed us. He encouraged us. And so having a dad to to bless you that way, to saying, I believe in you. I love you. I'm supporting you. I'm, I'm there with you, praying for you. Man, that is like rocket fuel. And so here we are, Stephen and I working on our eighth or ninth feature film and theaters. And I'm, I'm so grateful for our father's influence, even through hardship and hurdles. He grew from it. He, he didn't despise it. No one would ever want it, but he, he used it to amplify his impact. And so when we saw that, we're like, we've, we, we're going to do the same thing. Wow. Um, Courageous was the movie that um, was the movie. I went down to your studio in your church uh, before it came out. And I remember the editing process. You were in the editing process of Courageous. So I feel very close to that movie with you. Now it's been 10 years. You are actually creating Courageous Legacy. What is this film that you're putting out now? 
Well, Courageous Legacy is a new version for a new generation of dads. Uh, it's been 10 years since we produced the movie. We've recut the movie, uh, added in new establishment shots, added in new scenes that were not a part of the original version. We actually do an introduction and explain the impact that Courageous has had around the world, which is very inspiring. And then we filmed a new ending that has some twists and turns to it to show where these officers are 10 years later. But the original version of Courageous, uh, we, we did not expect the international impact uh, that it yielded. And to hear that hundreds of officers showing up in the theaters in uniform, blessed by the film, men gathering in groups in countries around the world, doing their own version of the resolution with their wives saying, I'm going to be faithful to you. Wow. I'm going to take responsibility for my children. Uh, to hear of men in Malawi, Africa, in a mud hut, watching the movie, uh, uh, some of them, first times they've gotten to see a movie ever. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, I'm going to take care of my wives, plural, <laughs> and my children <laughs> after seeing this movie. And so it has really blown our minds what God has done with it. But it is desperately needed now. I mean, I remember yeah. on Twitter when the riots were happening in the streets in 2020, somebody said America needs a dad right now because it's the cry of the fatherless, the anger, the hurt, longing for some kind of meaning, the, uh, the bitterness that is in so many in this generation. And so we have an opportunity to not curse the darkness, but to turn on the light. And so through Show Me the Father, we're talking about how to forgive your dad how to, how to redeem your father's story, how God can step into your life. And with Courageous Legacy, which comes out September 24th, internationally in theaters as well, uh, it will be showing a new generation that uh, are holding their kids now for the first time. Uh, how to step up and be a courageous father for their own kids. You know, the great thing about the movie Courageous is it looks at these four officers um, and and more fathers than that, but it looks at these fathers and basically none of them are actually perfect. Nobody's a perfect father in here, but they right. strive for the perfection that they now have a vision of. Um, and yeah. I think that's where it just gets you, you know, when... And I'm almost coming to tears right now when I think of that last scene in the church where you say, who will stand up? And you say, I will. You know, who will do these things as the Father? And all, and you say, I will. And all these men start to stand up to say, I will. I will. Um, how do men in this world today that has sort of almost relegated them to, you know, sperm donor status, how yeah. do they stand up and take their position as fathers and the important role that that creates for them. You know, in the Old Testament, Joshua stood before the men of Israel when he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he told all of them, you need to choose who you're going to serve. Are you serving these old false gods? Are you going to serve the living God? Well, who are you going to serve? with your life, because all of us are going to serve somebody, even if it's just ourselves. So they got a picture of Joshua doing it correctly. And all of us need a picture. What does it look like to do it right? And so part of what we want is to share what has been shown to us by an imperfect dad, but that one, one that loves us and loves God and keeps 
keeps saying, I'm going to start where I am and go forward as fast as I can. So there are two things we want to show men. Number one, uh, introduce them to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's, that's number one, what we want to do, because it's through him that we get that grace, that strength, that, that purpose anyway. But secondly, that we show them a picture of what does it look like to say, I've messed up, but I'm going right back. I'm going to love my wife, love my kids. I can do it right from this point on. And even scripture says a good man, a righteous man will fall seven times and get right back up. So mm-hmm. it's one thing to say I've messed up, uh, but I'm getting right back up. It's another thing to say I've messed up. What's the point? I've already blown it. I'm going to you know, stay in this failure mentality. We got to get out of that. We got to, uh, you know, men want to be inspired. They want to be challenged by other men. So that's what we want to do with these films. We want to encourage them, help them, motivate them. But ultimately, if we can point them to a savior and a God who can help fulfill them and guide them, that's what we want to do. How can fathers really build that relationship with their children? And I know that, it, you know, people may be listening to this and wanting some kind of marching orders. Like, how do we do this? How do I build the, a relationship with my children? Um, first, let's let's give a scenario of the children that are estranged from me. You know, I'm not living with them and their mother. How do you build that kind of relationship? And then how do you build a relationship with, you know, uh, you know, a father who is with their children, but maybe they're in a dysfunctional relationship. How do they start to mend whatever broken bridges are in their lives? Uh, our dad used to say to us, start where you are and go forward as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And so what we have seen happen already is after the movie Courageous came out originally, we started hearing stories of dads praying, saying, God, would you reconnect me to my kid? Uh, would you help me to to try to make the most of the time I have left? Uh, there was a there was one man who was I think in his eighties and he ran a pizza shop and he was basically estranged from his kids. He'd never told them he loved them. He ended up seeing courageous in the theaters mm-hmm. and he mocked his son who was a pastor at a church. But he called his whole family together after seeing the movie, and he broke down and he said, "I want you to know that I love you." And he told them individually a blessing and that he loved them. And he reconciled with his kids, even in his eighties. Well, a few years later, when he passed away, uh, his daughter came to us and told us the story. And she said his life forever changed when he got right with God after seeing courageous. And then he began to share not only the movie with other people, but he began to reconnect with his kids. They gave out DVDs of the movie Courageous in the back of his funeral so that everybody who left the funeral could be inspired like he was. So that's one example. We've just heard from Show Me the Father of dads reconnecting with their adult children. One man, 23 years estranged from his son. Hmm. And that uh, the son saw Show Me the Father in June at a private showing and begin to pray, God, would you reconcile me with my father? And since then, they have already met twice and already uh, forgiven one another and now have have strung up a new relationship that they're so excited about. And uh, only God does these kind of things. But if you're at home with your kids, I would say pray to God for him to give you favor with your children and start reaching out to them. And sometimes it begins with an apology to say, hey, you know, the more I think about it, uh, the more I realize that I'm not as close to you as I want to be. And I care about you and I want nothing but the best for you for the future. And I want to ask you to forgive me uh, for not being the dad that I 
should have been. And I want to start spending more time with you. I mean, that took me what, 12 seconds to say that. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and if dads will get honest, you can be humble. You don't have to have it all together. Reach out to your kids and you will oftentimes find God step into those situations and start repairing a, a broken bridge. One of the things that happened in Courageous that I thought was quite powerful, and I know you know it was powerful too, is what happens if the father you were estranged from, the father that you never had a great relationship, what happens if that father is dead, no longer here? How, do, how, do, how does a child repair that relationship when the father is no longer living? In, in Courageous, the character that Ken Bevel plays, um, yeah, he, he, he writes out what he would want to say to his dad, and he verbalizes it. Uh, yeah, I think he walks, walks to the cemetery and verbalizes it to the grave. Now, obviously, his dad cannot hear that, uh, and he's not praying to his dad, but what he is... He's admitting and releasing the frustration and bitterness that he had, and he's giving it to God. And uh, he's admitting to God, uh, Lord, I need you to take this frustration, this bitterness, this longing I always had that was unfulfilled. He gives it to God, and then he asks God to fill those parts. You know, when, when God in Scripture says, I will be the father to the fatherless, he means it. It's not just a nice saying. God wants to fill those voids in our lives that were left because of sin and the sin of other people. And so he doesn't want us to duplicate them to the next generation. And so a man that has been hurt by a father who's, who's already passed can go to the Lord and say, you see my scars, you know what he did. But just as I'm asking forgiveness for my own sin, I'm asking you to help me forgive my dad and then give those pieces to God. And he can handle them. He can take those. And he can do a new work in your heart. We've seen it over and over and over, including Ken Bevel. He played that character in the movie, but he did the same thing in real life. Oh, wow. Because his father had passed away, and Ken had to go through the process of choosing to say, God, I'm giving you these pieces of my anger and frustration toward my dad. Would you take them and help me forgive? And he did. Wow. Um, how can people see Show Me the Father, the documentary, as well as Courageous Legacy? Uh, you said that the Courageous Legacy is coming out in theaters, right? Yes. Show Me the Father is also coming out in theaters. Show Me the Father will be September the 10th in a thousand theaters across the U.S. You can go to showmethefathermovie.com and see showtimes and the dates in your local area. It's also international. Uh, so it'll be in Mexico, Latin America, Singapore, South Africa, uh, Australia, New Zealand. So we're we're thrilled that... People all over the world will be able to see that film. And then two weeks later, on September the 24th, Courageous Legacy will hit theaters, also a thousand theaters across the U.S. And so we're excited that both films, I don't know if other filmmakers have two movies come out within two weeks, <laughs> but this is about to happen in September. And we're thrilled about it. Well, you haven't had one, one in 10 years, so I guess you need a two now. To come yeah, out. that's right. So it's CourageousTheMovie.com is where you can go to find out information and see trailers for Courageous. Well, Alex and Stephen Kendrick, thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. It has been an honor to talk with you today. Good to talk to you, Lauren. Bless you. Yes. Enjoyed it, Lauren. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a wonderfully blessed day.
Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.